Welcome to another special topic episode of the Olefins Weekly Wrap-Up, a podcast by IHS Market. Today is Wednesday, April 14th. I'm Erin Roberts. Today, Carlo Barassa and I welcome back Steve Lewandowski, and we're talking about the recent ethylene price rise. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thanks, Erin and Carlo. Yeah, it's good to have both of you so we can talk about the volatility of the olefins markets, especially with ethylene right now. Yeah, Steve, what's uh, what's up with ethylene? I guess um, things have been going bananas here as of late, right? Yeah, it's definitely gone bananas. And I guess it starts really a year ago. To say the last 12 months were a wild ride would really be an understatement. And a lot of events have taken place uh, since the first uh, introduction of COVID to, to the world. Uh, and COVID itself impacted a lot of things on ethylene. So just to kind of start the, the chain of, of reaction here is project timing was delayed. A lot of capacity was supposed to come, but it was delayed because of social distancing. There's a lot of demand destruction initially, but then recovered rather quickly. Inventory was pulled down and we just never were able to catch up uh, and rebuild and pre-build for, for outages. And then logistics around the world uh, caused a lot of bad supplies uh, surprises as we were trying to adjust and, and get things back in order. And then towards the end of last year, we had weather. We had a couple hurricanes hit Lake Charles really hard and take assets offline. Uh, we had a lot of bad weather uh, other than that. And then the big freeze in February of this year. And we just never really caught up in the U.S. And now, you know, our recovery is really appearing to be one step forward and two steps back. You know, we're getting some assets that are nearly ready to start up or have introduced feed and then had to retrench and fix some other glitches in the system. So we're still not fully, fully there yet. And even overnight, uh, bad weather in Louisiana took another asset off stream. So it just seems like one event after the other. And maybe one day we'll catch up. We think, uh, you know, we should. Uh, but it seems like the operating units have a, a mind of their own. Yeah, it's not every day that uh, ethylene and propylene are essentially trading at parity. Uh, right now, I, ethylene is actually trading uh, above uh, propylene, which is very rare. Is this just a U.S. Gulf Coast thing, Steve, or is it, or is it happening globally as well? Yeah, it really is a, a global issue, and really, it's a first quarter, second quarter. A topic. There's a lot of planned outages. You know, the world expected new capacity to come on stream, and everyone said, "Well, if the world's going to be well supplied, why not take a turnaround shortly after?" Uh, that's probably the time margins you would expect to be the weakest when excess capacity is on the ground. Um, so everyone planned outages, and in fact, we're undergoing outages in different parts of the world. Uh, so that's aggravating the situation even more because there's an appetite because demand has recovered, but there's really no supply in the system and inventory, at least of monomer ethylene has been pulled down where there was any. Uh, so it just creates a tightness around the world that we think, you know, by the end of the of this month, probably through May, you know, those turnaround planned outages will be reduced. And then it's kind of the roll of the dice with uh, unplanned outages caused by mother mother nature or other operating uh, issues. So you mentioned um, pricing. Carla mentioned pricing, and you talked about the prices. How long do you think these are going to sustain themselves? Our view for ethylene in the U.S. 
you know, we think fundamentally a lot of capacity came on stream or more capacity came on stream in 2019, 2020, 21, and even going forward, then, you know, outpaces demand growth. So we feel that on the ground, there's going to be plenty of ethylene supply capability. It's just a matter of how well it runs. So once we get beyond turnarounds, uh, hopefully we don't have as many weather events. Um, we start replenishing this inventory. We think by the end of the second quarter, you know, at the soonest, but not much later than the middle of the third quarter, we should see restocking of ethylene uh, and the value chain, which should then put pressure on the whole complex around the world for, for ethylene for sure. Yeah, I think it's worth noting too, Steve, that when we do our statistical price modeling, when we do our forward market fundamental analysis, I mean, everything's pointing to prices coming off here in either May, June, and the latest July, um, but definitely seeing prices go down rather quickly to you know the high, the mid to low 30s. Um, if I can use a, an example on the propylene side, we saw prices go uh, parabolic in January and February, but the freeze actually had the opposite effect for propylene. It acted as a reset button uh, because we had supply uh, that came on faster than the derivatives came back. So we see a situation here with propylene that, that corrected itself rather rapidly. So it just, it just tells you how delicate the supply demand balance is for both olefins. And as you said, Steve, there's, uh, there's a lot of oversupply in the market. So um, at least from a capacity standpoint. So I guess given that, given the oversupply, so take us forward past the third quarter, Steve, how low can prices go? Yeah, that's that's the million dollar question, uh, or maybe twenty cent per pound question for ethylene, if, <laughs> if you want to talk about. It. Really, nice. it's, there's a couple of key drivers here. One for North America is definitely the cost. What's the cost? Which means what's the price of ethylene ultimately? Where does oil production go? Gas production? How do NGLs play out? And what ultimately happens with ethane? Because we've been adding new demand for ethane into the export markets as well as new steam crackers starting up. So, you know, ethane is going to be one contributor on the on the floor side. But we also look at affordability and just around the world because we're exporting contained ethylene. What is giving some kind of price support for? for ethylene. And our oil forecast, as you know, has been quite volatile. Um, we see OPEC, OPEC Plus announcing they're going to push more barrels onto the market, some of that associated with the high prices we had, uh, some hoping that demand is recovering uh, and refining systems will absorb that and push fuels to the market. So you know, we look to the rest of the world as well to say, uh, where does NAPTA go? Where does NAPTA cash go? Where does LPG cash go? and then affordabilities for derivatives out of the U.S. into the rest of the world. So there's a, a bit of a stair step. If oil's high, uh, you know, we'll walk ethane down to affordability because we need to rationalize some assets around the world in this oversupplied situation. Uh, but the ultimate floor is if oil comes down, cash cost comes down, and ethane doesn't have much room to move, I mean, you know, that ethane price will stay in that gas and that really will ultimately set probably the floor for, for North America. Yeah, I thought it was interesting last week, uh, Aaron, wasn't Diane saying that uh, ethane prices were, uh, ethane and then ethylene prices were really, really low for this time last year. But again, that was at the start of the pandemic, right? Yeah, ethane was about 10 cents per gallon and ethylene 
was nine cents per pound. What a difference! A, different. What a difference a year makes. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that wraps things up for today. It's nice to have check-ins like these to to go over some of the specific market movers more in depth than just our usual week-to-week wrap-up. Thank you for joining us. Join us Wednesday, April twenty-eighth, for the North America Light Olefins and Polyolefins webinar. Steve and Carla will be joined by Nick Vafiatis and Joelle Morales to present a more in-depth view of the light olefins and polyolefins supply-demand dynamics and their impact on prices. The registration links for the webinar and for the International NGLs and Feedstocks Conference can be found in the episode notes on all podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and give us a like or leave a review if you enjoy it. Check out ihsmarket.com slash chemical for more information on subscribing to our services. And if you have questions or want us to cover something more specific, you can send an email to me at erin.roberts at ihsmarket.com. Until next time.